listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in on this Tuesday. I'm going to recap that first episode of The Bachelor last night. A lot of the same stuff. A couple things they threw in there that one I thought was a really, really good idea. And then you had your basic rest of the episode. But kind of liked how they did it. I just would have extended a couple things. We'll talk about that, and there is um, another update in regards to Clayton Owens, Clayton Owens, Jesus, sorry Clayton for the insult there, Clayton Eckert and the Laura Owens case, Clayton's lawyer has laid out to Laura's lawyer what he thinks Laura should do, and he couldn't have worded it more perfectly. We'll get to all that momentarily. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, let's start out. Last night, episode one, season 28 of The Bachelor. I mean, it's crazy. We've had 28, 20 Bachelorette seasons. This is the 48th season of this show. <laughs> you're sitting there, you're watching, you're going, oh my gosh, this show has been on forever. And there's no way that anybody thought when this show started back in 2002, 2003, that it would still be on to this day. Not a chance in hell. And it still is. Unbelievably enough. I don't even know how. But it is. So. We, Joey is informed. You know, we get, you know, you know, it's interesting. Remember, remember like a, a week or two before Joey started filming, they had him show up. And at like a pizzeria or something in in Collegeville, Pennsylvania or something like that. And they just had him show up at a restaurant slash deli or something pizza place where everyone could come out and like cheer him on. I thought that was going to be part of his intro video. We've seen it in the previews for the season, but then they just kind of skipped over it from what I saw. They didn't even show it. They just showed Joey in Pennsylvania and then him talking to his family before he was out in L.A. A very short intro video for him. And I think it's because I think that's one of the improvements they made of this season. You realize, like, within the first five minutes of the show, the limo entrances have started. They've never done that in the history of the show. We're talking 10-minute segment of the lead being introduced, showing clips from last season, which they did. They showed the charity dumping him. But then, you know, him at the mansion, him getting ready, maybe him talking to a former bachelor, and then Jesse will come out on the 
wet driveway and say, these are some of the women you'll see on the upcoming season. And we get, you know, six to eight women's intro videos. And then the limos arrive. So what they did this season was basically they combined the limo entrances with some of their video packages, which I thought was good, but I also thought the video packages were kind of short. They weren't as long as they would be if they said, here's some of the women you'll see this season. So that's what I said in the beginning I thought could have been longer. Like the first woman out of the limos was Lexi, and they showed her video, but it was really, you know, it was maybe 30 seconds. Usually in the past they were, what, 60 to 90 seconds? Um, she said she's from Canada. She's now living in Atlanta. She's the one. I don't know if she said in her video last night mentioning about endometriosis, but I thought we saw when ABC was releasing some of their profiles on the Bachelor ABC Instagram page, we saw a video of Lexi talking about having endometriosis. I can't remember if she said it on the show last night, but kind of weird that they would let that out on Instagram, but not on the actual television show. So we see her, we see Rachel, we see Maria. Maria's got an intro video as well. Her dad just felt the need to be smoking a stogie during her intro video package. It's like, uh, okay, (laughs) whatever. And then... You know, Erica came in with a boom box. Autumn talked about, well, Joey, autumn better be your favorite season by the end of the... Okay. Um, Kelsey A., she got a video, and that was the video where she talked about um, her mom passed a couple of years ago. She's the one that had a voodoo doll. Okay. Then you had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I, I counted seven women in a row who we saw them in front of Joey, but they didn't get the full, hey, walk out of the limo, walk up to him, and we get to see your full intro. It was seven straight women. Chandler, Marlena, Star, Talia, Nat. Who's the other one? Sandra and Sam. I don't think any of those women lasted past two episodes. Chandler got sent home last night. Uh, Talia got sent home last night. Nat got sent home last night. Sandra, I believe, did, and both Sams did. So five of those seven, there's a reason they were shown in the way they were because they weren't relevant to the season. So you can almost, just by watching the show, without even being spoiled, you pretty much knew that none of those seven had any sort of impact on the season. Then you had the two sisters come out, Allison and Lauren, We haven't had sisters on this show, I believe, since Ben Higgins' season when the twins, Emily and Haley Ferguson, came on the show. And Allison and Lauren have a very competitive thing going between them. Lauren seems to just be so miffed by anything that positive that happens to Allison. She basically wants to curse her out. She wants to F-bomb her. (laughs) It's just the competitiveness between, at least, see, it seems like Allison doesn't have a competitive bone in her body, but Lauren does. Because we kept hearing from Lauren, oh, if this happens to Allison, I'm going to do this. If Allison gets the first kiss, I'm going to punch her in the face or whatever. So it seems like Allison's just like zippity-doo-dah, just enjoying her time on the show, yet her sister is just shit-talking her in every single ITM. Uh, Jen showed up in a bumper car, race car slash bumper car. Okay, whatever. Jess came in on a boat. 
she is uh, uh i didn't i didn't really get what the boat had to do with her like personality or what even the joke was and then you had a bunch where i i, I say overall I, t- I tweeted it out last night overall i thought this was one of the more unimaginative group of gimmick entrances but the thing is i'm fine with that because after 48 seasons i guess we don't really care about the gimmick entrances We'd much rather see the person, and if the gim if the if they do have a gimmick entrance, let it be something about them or about them as a person, you know, um, you know, Zoe coming up with a plate of bananas and saying, "Hey, which one is you? What what does that have to do with her as a person, or her her personality or whatever?" You know, Kayla was practicing tennis. Okay, I mean, obviously that was for Joey. Evelyn came in in the umpiring chair. We know that has probably nothing to do with her personality, but it has to do, obviously, with Joey. I don't know. Less gimmicks, more videos of the women's backstories because they only did, let's see, uh, Lexi, uh, Maria, Kelsey A, and Daisy? Is that it? <laughs> we had four intro videos last night. Two of them were, her, was, were his final four. Oh, no, three. Maria, Daisy, and Kelsey. I don't think Rachel, I don't think we had a intro video of her, right? She was second out of the limo, but I don't remember, I don't think she had a video about her. Uh, Daisy obviously showed up uh, in a Christmas, driving a truck that had a Christmas tree in the back, uh, said she uh, grew up on a Christmas tree farm, and, you know, their connection was obviously there uh, from the get-go. And then Leah was the last, Daisy was second to last, so they wanted to make her memorable for the audience. And Leah, that's the other thing you got to keep in mind. And I'll have the um, breakdown in my column today from Bachelor Data. They show where women who finish in the final four show up in terms of limo entrances. You're either showing up at the very beginning or you're showing up at the very end to make you memorable. And if you do show up somewhere in the middle, it's usually because you get a full feature put on you. Like somebody else had just left and they're like, okay, let's focus on this one or back from a commercial break. You're the first one out just to be memorable like that. But yeah, um, clearly um, Daisy was a front runner from the get go here. And then Leah comes up. Leah, I'm going to say Leah all season long and it's probably Leah, but I think they were calling her Leah last night, but I'm, I'm telling you, I'm already going to say Leah every time I see the name because I don't see the H in her name. So, that's why I'm going to say Leah. But Leah brings her card that she got on the After the Final Rose, and she's just holding on to it. We already we get to that. And uh, during the cocktail party, he talks to quite a few women, you know. Um, we'll get to the cocktail party stuff in just a second. This podcast, though, is brought to you by Way. Get your shine on in the shower with Way's new hair gloss. Made with... Hyaluronic acid in rice water provides immediate shine, helps treat damage, and enhances color vibrancy. According to a consumer perception study, over 85% of participants agreed their hair looked shinier, healthier, and smoother. I wasn't part of that perception study, but I tell you what, my hair looks shinier. I can already see it, and I haven't noticed that with any of my old shampoos that I used to use. But check out Waze New Hair Gloss. 
Give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to theway.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, and use promo code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off any product. That's theway.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off any product. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So once the cocktail party started, we saw him meet with quite a few people. Autumn, Erica, Jess, um, Jen and Joey raced outside in front of the mansion. He's playing tennis. He was teaching tennis to Medina, although I didn't really understand it because he was standing two feet away from her and was lobbing her a tennis ball that's probably 10 times the size of a regular tennis ball. Like that wasn't tennis. What was that? What were they doing? Why was she hitting a giant tennis ball? <laughs> huh? Okay. <laughs> um, and they just showed him quick stuff with Sydney. Um, I just, nothing really stuck out. Autumn was the first person to grab him. But then I guess the first person to make an impression was Jess because she immediately told him he was everything she was looking for in a guy. They kissed and she ended up telling the girls. Now, just by watching the episode, it certainly seemed like Jess was hammered that whole first night. I don't know. I don't know enough about her personality. I don't know enough about who she is, but it seemed like she had drank a lot that night because her face was turning red. I don't, maybe that's, maybe that was a thing. Maybe she gets, maybe it was hot in there. Maybe she got flustered. I don't know, but it really seemed like it had all the characteristics of somebody who drank a lot. The fact the things that she was saying, how she was acting in her ITMs, very animated in her talking, talking a lot with her hands, cheering, cheeks were turning red, nose was turning red. Like the fact that she told the whole group that she kissed him and she didn't really hide it at all. Seemed like she was drunk, but it's possible. Maybe she wasn't. Maybe she was just happy about everything. Daisy pulled him aside did not tell him right away uh, about her cochlear implant. Uh, for those that don't know, Kay, uh, Daisy does have a cochlear implant. It will be a storyline this season. Um, she is an author. She has written a book, a children's book, f- um, for kids that um, have um, trouble hearing. So uh, she ended up getting a kiss as well. Uh, Jen got a kiss during her date. I think he kissed like six or seven women on the first night. Allison... The younger sister got kissed before Lauren. Lauren saw Alan, Allison kissing him. So that became a thing. Um, he uh, Kelsey A, he got some time with. He was clearly into her. Uh, 
he goes to see Leah and the thing with Leah was, you know, she read her card and it was okay. One-on-one, you can steal a one-on-one this season. And she was obviously put in a tough position. And the bottom line is it, I understand they tried to pull a twist and look, you've known this twist. If you've been reading the spoilers, you knew what this card was two months ago when I told you, but I think the thing with this twist is it just really wasn't much of a twist because anybody in their right mind, like I understand that Leah did the noble thing. She threw it in the fire. Joey really respected that, but let's be honest. Anybody in her position should have done what she did. I don't think that she did something that no one else would have done. I think every single one of those women should have done that and probably would have. Maybe you would have had one or two that would go against the grain, but you are putting such a target on your back. If Leia would have kept the letter and tried to steal someone's one-on-one date later in the season, immediately has a target on her back, immediately now has women throwing daggers at her. While, yes, she has a card that allows her to, it just would have shown that she would have thought less of that woman getting that one-on-one. Because you don't know what the one-on-one is before it happens. So she wouldn't be stealing it like this is a, I don't know, secret Santa, or not the secret Santa, a gift exchange at a Christmas party. Like, you know what gift that person has, so you're going to steal it her stealing a one-on-one would just be guessing of what they're going to do. So you would think it would be more leaning towards, I don't want this girl to get it, which immediately puts a target on her back. Like, okay, congratulations, Leia. I'm glad you did that. I just I just don't think it was that big of a deal that she did that because I think that was the only move she could make in that situation unless she wanted to be hated in the house. So I don't know. I, I just I, I thought she was pretty much in a lose-lose by being given that card. It put it, it puts an awful lot of pressure on her. She did the right thing. I'm just saying I think everyone else would have done the same thing too. So um, he also uh, kissed Lexi. Uh, he goes back in and gives Leah the first impression, Rose. I just, and he kissed Maria. So Maria, Lexi, Leah, Got the kiss after she got the first impression rose. Can't remember if he kissed Kelsey A. He kissed Daisy. He kissed Jess. He kissed Jen. So that's six. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he certainly didn't hold back. And, you know, the 10 that I said he was going to eliminate in the spoilers, those are the 10 that he eliminated. So we're down to 22 starting next week. It was a decent first episode. I do like the fact that it, within five minutes, we were already at the limo entrances. That's probably been one of the biggest complaints in the last seasons or from the show in general is just that, my gosh, you know, why does it take 30 minutes to get to the limo entrances? We've got all this fluff of, oh, this five minute intro video of who this elite is. And then we're talking to family and then we have some bachelor to come talk to him. And then we have eight different intro videos of the women and then the limo. And then we see the night of him getting ready and showing up and talking to Jesse. They were like, boom, within the first segment of the show, we're already on limo entrances. And they combined some of the women's video packages. However, there were only four, unless I wrote this down wrong. Lexi, Maria, Kelsey A, and Daisy, right? I don't think anyone else had any sort of intro video, but I could be wrong. So something to keep an eye on in future seasons. 
I think the backstories and the intro videos are good because it introduces those characters and those people to the audience. And they, the fact that three of the four women that they did show their intro videos of end up getting to the final four. So I'd say that that was done intentionally for sure. And they're basically just not wasting time on intro videos of women that get eliminated the first night or, you know, are kind of irrelevant to the season. It's just kind of the way it's way it's going. So, Decent first episode. I give it a I give it a B. How about that? Reality Steve Grade, episode one, B. So just want to end with this. Last we left you with the Clayton and Laura case. His lawyers basically said, no, she's not allowed to just skip depositions and doesn't work that way. So and then they and then basically Laura's side fought back and said, well, this is the reason why I'm putting out, a de- you know, I don't need to feel like I need to go under deposition. It's embarrassing, all this stuff. So basically, Clayton's lawyer in the latest paperwork emailed Laura's lawyer and laid this out about as succinctly as you could possibly get. It's pretty much what I said a month ago of how I thought Laura should proceed in this case, which was just own up to it now. Let's, we're all on to you. Everybody knows you were never pregnant from the get-go. So this is what Clayton's lawyer, and I'll leave out the medical stuff and all uh, medical legal stuff and just get to the, the root of what he said, which was this. He wrote this to Laura's lawyer that said, the best advice any lawyer, friend, or her parent could tell Laura is that she needs to come clean. I appreciate that she is scared of perjury charges. I also know she will have to invoke her Fifth Amendment rights for many questions during the video deposition on the 17th. So this was written before her deposition last uh, Wednesday that she didn't show up for. And this court will make negative inferences from that and that she will have to arrive with the information requested non-existent medical records in Exhibit A of our notice of deposition. Laura's exit here is to admit that she has made some horrible choices and allegations that were not predicated on fact or science. Perhaps it is her head injury, assuming that is actually factual, or mental health issues that she is humbly sorry for she would sorry for what she put Clayton through as she was not and could not have been pregnant by Clayton. She then needs to go into treatment to address whatever has caused her to live a life enmeshed in delusion. <laughs> what a line. Basically, the lawyer just said Laura needs to go into treatment to address whatever has caused her to live a life enmeshed in delusion. Couldn't have said it better myself. Great line. She needs to come clean and say, in bold, I did exactly what I have been caught doing, and I am committed to getting healthy. In parentheses, the alternative is that her behavior has been entirely predicated on toxicity and maliciousness, and that she is the hook for, on a hook for attorney's fees? So then the, the, the lawyer lays out, look, if she does this, the result will be, number one, Clayton is a mental health advocate. He will probably be the first to accept the apology and be supportive of her embracing help. Number two, the narrative about these two public figures, and yes, Laura is a public figure, and she started the entire mess by not only going to the press, but bizarrely admitting her agenda, including threats in emails, ends. The narrative about these two public figures ends. Basically, yeah, you come clean, this is all over. Dave has a wrap-up video or two. I stop talking about it, and we're done. Three, Laura can control how this saga resolves. She started this with the media. 
She started with the media, Reddit, and the sun, then double, triple, and quadrupled down with the lies that are and will continue to be exposed before the court. Per the news, she was emailing Reality Steve just yesterday. Well, she didn't email me back on, this was written on January 14th or 15th. No, she hasn't written me in two weeks. Not sure where the lawyer got that. She can make this, number four, she can make this into a story of redemption, hers, when she admits she cannot control herself regarding this pathology and that she apologizes for the harm she has caused. And number five, and I bet the world would love that, her next TED Talk and Medium article would be epic as she humbly shows that change is possible. And you know who would likely be the first to say congratulations? Clayton Eckerd. Now look, I think this lawyer is being very generous towards the end about all the love that she would get if she came forward. Yes, I do think... Like when anybody has bad behavior, what do we want them to do? We want them to own up to their what they did, own up to what they said, own up to how they acted, take accountability for what you did and not try and make excuses for it. That's all we're asking Laura here for. Now, I if, if Laura did that, I would be very appreciative of her. I still would think that she definitely needed help. But God, if she did, even if she did that, if she admitted it, and then never did this again and went and got mental help for all of this. I think that's the best thing that she can do for herself because she can just admit that she lied and made this all up and then continue this behavior. And then it's just like, well, that's just bullshit. But I'm talking about exactly what Clayton's lawyer just said in that email to her lawyer. Admit it. Turn this into a positive. Say, like, look at, the, look at the hole that I went down. Look at how deep I got into my own lies. Man, I need to come correct. I need to take accountability for what I said and what I did, what I put people through, what I put the legal process through, and just be honest about it. I guarantee people would be way more lenient with you. Yes, there will still be haters out there that think she's crazy. And look, the things that she's done over the last seven months is crazy. But show a little bit of grace to her if she can admit her faults. The problem people have with her, problem Dave has with her, the problem I have with her is because she will not admit. She's being so stubborn on something that is so obvious she's lying. So yeah, come forward, come correct, take accountability and get some help because this can't continue with Clayton or with anybody in the future. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review. Hey, the recaps are back. They're going to be back. Uh, it'll be up in a couple hours, so check that out on realitysteve.com. The Sports Daily up in an hour from now. You can check that out as well. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it, and I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.